Warning, warning, you have been warned. If you are a liberal, if you are a Democrat, this show is not for you. You will be crying. And for those of us in the rabbit hole, this is our 10th episode. 10 it is, yes, but it's very, very big. Glad that you can all be here. It is now 6.46 p.m. Nebraska time. Time it, or the date is... February 15th, 2021. How is everybody doing today? Liberals, this is your last chance to get out unless you are coming into the fold with the rest of the right. This is your chance to get out. How is everybody doing today? And here we are in our 10th episode. My name is Tom. I'm Tammy. We are glad to have you here back in the rabbit hole. For the 10th episode, I decided to use the New York Post, March 15th, 2018, and Breibart.com on 11-22-2019 on their data that they had. And what we are going to talk about today is the connections between Joe Biden, John Kerry, and their next of kin down below them, which would be Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines. So let's start it off. Joe Biden at the time was a senator, and John Kerry was a senator as well at, for some point in time, But and they had met previous on previous occasions when they were both senators, but at this point in time, Joe Biden was now the vice president of the United States under Obama, and John Kerry was a secretary of state under Obama. Joe Biden's next of kin, what has been in the spotlight for the last couple of years, is Hunter Biden. <clears throat> John Kerry married Christopher's mother, and so Christopher Hines is his stepson. In 2009, them two come up with a idea for making a money scheme, which was Rosemont Capital. Later on in the middle of that, they went to Devin Archer, who was their managing partner. It went well for this very small firm. So well that they opened up a couple other small entities with Rosemont Capital being the trunk. There was Rosemont Seneca Partners, LLC, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, and Rosemont Realty. In this episode, Rosemont Seneca Partners and Rosemont Capital, or Rosemont Capital in part in particular, them two, are going to be the ones in question. <clears throat> the new firms would be populated by political loyalists and positioned to strike profitable deals overseas with foreign governments and officials with whom the United States government was negotiating. And this is where Rosemont Seneca joined forces with another politically connected consultancy called the Thornton Group a Massachusetts-based firm headed by James Bulger, who is the nephew of the notorious mob hitman James Whitney Bulger. James's father was a longtime leader of the Massachusetts State Senate, and with their overlap in state and party and political allies of ally of the Senator John Kerry, of course they were, you know, striking a deal together. Over the course of seven years, Biden and Kerry negotiated with the foreign governments and Rosemont Seneca partners, also secured some foreign government 
of exclusive deals with the same foreign governments. But because of its private equity firm, they are not required to report or disclose their financial dealings publicly. They are still traceable, though, investigating the world capital markets. Now we get into the Chinese connections where Hunter Biden and his father and John Kerry and Christopher Hines and Devin Archer all have connections with the Chinese. In less than a year, Rosemont opened its doors. Hunter, Christopher, and Devin were in China, securing access to the highest levels. The purpose of the meeting was to explore the possibility of commercial cooperation and opportunity. It's strange in its absence of details, because the site doesn't mention anything of it, but the timing of this meeting was also curious. It occurred just after hours after Hunter's father, Joe Biden, then the VI or vice president, met with the Chinese president, who in Washington as part of the Nuclear Security Summit. This wasn't the first time of a coincidence. A second known meeting with many of the same Chinese financial titans in Taiwan, May of 2011, it seems for a small firm with no track record, it was an impressive level of access to China's largest financial player. And it was only two weeks earlier that Joe Biden had opened up the U.S.-China strategic dialogue with Chinese officials in Washington. Another time in the early days of December 2013, Hunter was again with his father and his daughter, Finnegan. The VP was headed to Asia on an official extended trip. The American delegation would be visiting China, Japan, and South Korea, and the Obama administration had instituted the Asia pivot. It was at this time that China was flexing its muscles, but it wasn't reported at the, that the deal that Hunter Biden was securing. Rosemont Seneca Partners had negotiated a special deal with Chinese officials which was signed approximately 10 days later after Hunter had visited China with his father. The most powerful financial institutions of China, the government's Bank of China, was setting up a job and a venture with Rosemont Seneca. And it was government-owned. It is a completely different bank from the Bank of America here in the United States. Rosemont Seneca and the Bank of China created a $1 billion investment fund called Bohia Harvest RST, which stood for Rosemont, Seneca, and Thornton. So essentially, it was a Chinese government funding a business, co-owned with the sons of America's most powerful decision makers. This partnership was just the beginning as the dealings were not only problematic, but also also concerns about national security issues that came into play. In 2015, BHR joined forces with the automotive subsidiary of the Chinese state-owned military aviation contractor, Aviation Industry Corporation of China, or AVIC, to buy an American dual parts manufacturer, Hennigus. AVIC is a major military contractor in China that produces a wide array of fighters, bombers, transports, and drones, particularly used to compete with the United States. AVIC has also had a long history of stealing Western technology for the use of Chinese military systems. 
The Wall Street Journal reported they stole technology used in the F-35 and used it in their J-31. In September 2015, AVIC bought 51% of the American Precision, Henegis, and the other 49% was purchased by Biden and Kerry linked through BHR. Henegis is also restricted commerce control list used to used by the federal government to limit the exports of certain technologies. And for this reason, the Henegis deal would require approval of the Committee on Foreign Investments in the United States, which reviews the sensitive business transactions and have national security implications, according to BHR internal documents. The CFIUS review in 2015 included representatives from numerous government agencies, including John Kerry's State Department, and the deal was approved in 2015. Coincidence? I think not. President Biden informed many times that during his his run for the presidency that no one in his family would be engaged in foreign businesses. Hunter, as of today, 25 days into the Biden presidency, still has a 10% equity stake through his company, Scantilus LLC, according to the business records from Chinese National Credit Information Publicity System. With Hunter Biden's track record and his father's track record, as it is, we haven't even got in and talked about Burisma. History teaches us things if we learn from them. Because if you don't learn from it, you will always repeat it. Character, mannerisms, make them predictable. There is so much conflict of ethics that it is actually sickening. Rosemont Capital received $130 million in federal bailout loans while Joe Biden was in office as vice president in 2019. The timing was significant based on the Senator Joe Biden's back the bailout program and he delayed his Senate resignation in January of 2009 to cast his final vote to increase the funding before taking office as vice president. As I said, this information was gathered off the New York Post, March 15, 2018, and Breibart.com on 11-22-2019. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because there is a couple things that come into play. Sometimes human mannerisms do not change. Their characters do not change. All this makes it everything very, very predictable and guessing strategically, if you want to call it, on how everything else will perform if they get in this certain position. This is what we are going to be looking at. I don't see it going to change. The same personnel are still involved, which means there's going to be other bigger and worse things. It's just going to get a whole lot worse. They're not going to do anything about it because their people are in power. And with them in power, there is going to be no accountability. The only accountability and the only thing they're going to try to do is base everything off of current events, supposedly what's happening now, and say, hey, you know what? We ought to focus on this problem right now. You know, kind of like COVID. Nobody's focusing on the 67,000 deaths that happened underneath Biden's administration. But that, I will let Tammy take it over. She's got some things that she wants to talk about. Okay, so you got to listen to this because, you know, I have to laugh every time I hear this woman talk. She, She's just, she's amazing. 
This is Pelosi bitching and ranting. Everybody off the hook. Oh, these cowardly senators who couldn't face up to what the president did and what was at stake for our country are now going to have a chance to give a little slap on the wrist. We censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. We don't censure people for inciting insurrection. Okay, so that was February 13th after Trump was found not guilty on impeachment. This woman, she's got a set of cojones because she she uh, tries to make things look like she's not a problem and she is a problem. Because in August 7th of 2020, people were starting to raise questions about this Como <clears throat> and the deaths in the nursing homes, but no one said anything, right? Because we were too worried about Democrats getting into the White House, you know. So we just foo-fooed and covered it up, you know. Como was considered to be, you know, from Biden, He Como is a lesson in leadership. And Pelosi just absolutely adored the man. Loved him. Went and passed in 2019 what they called the um, red flag which in New York said that people wouldn't get guns because, you know, guns kill 40,000 people a year in New York City. Well, let's see the numbers when the nursing home people uh, get tallied up because right now it's at 14,000 people. So he single-handedly mass-murdered a bunch of people. So on March 24th of 2020, Como blasts Trump. No American is going to say accelerate the economy at the cost of human life. Nancy Pelosi agreed with Como. Como has emerged as the Democratic Party prominent voice in a time of crisis for COVID-19. That was back in 2020. Okay. Tammy has a little bit of insight with uh, geriatrics. She is, she is a nurse, but she has also been in uh, nursing facilities uh, for our elderly. So she has some insight and some personal thoughts on a lot of this. So it's very, very interesting. Sorry, honey. Como is a mass murderer. That's my insight. So anyhow, in 2020, uh, Pelosi just adored Como. Biden said he that we needed to take lessons from him in leadership. And, of course, The View supported Como. Yeah, I guess, well, they're eating crow right now, those ladies. Don't get me started on those women at The View. I don't come care on, who they do think it. they are. Get started on it. Oh. Come on, come on. Anyhow, Como also said, my mother's not expendable. We're not going to accept a, pro- a premise that human life is disposable. We're not going to put a dollar figure on human life. However, how many people has this son of a biscuit killed? I digress. But anyhow, you know, Nancy Pelosi is just pissed off because, you know, we censor people for stationary. Why didn't we get censored and Trump get um, found guilty? Judge Judy on uh, Fox. So we need to be digging into little Miss Pelosi because she is hiding something. Anyhow, did you know three days ago, even though Como is a mass murderer, they want to give him 70 well, no, $15 billion in financial aid. They want to give him $15 billion in money. Why is that? But yet he's killing over more than half of the people that the guns killed last year in New York City. The guns killed people. Did you know that? What they're not telling you as well is Como's own people are calling for his head. The Democrats in New York State are calling for his head. Here's my thing, though. If his mother is not expendable, she would be the age of nursing facility age. 
If his mother's not expendable, how about all those 14,000 people that he killed? Because, you know, he wouldn't take those ventilators from the president because he didn't like the president. So therefore, he sent those older people with COVID right back into a nursing home and spread it throughout the building. It is nothing against the nursing home people. It is nothing against the nurses, the housekeeper, the kitchen aides, the CNAs. Those people are wonderful. However, we're already killing our people in the nursing homes because we won't let them interact with people. Did you know that depression will kill an older person faster than COVID will? Does uh... This man needs to be hung up and shot 15,000 times. One bullet for every person he's done killed. I'm done. What was the difference between uh, Dia Santos and, down in Florida, the way he handled it, versus the way... Como uh, handled it? The way Como didn't handle it. Okay, so Como, who, you know, we need to take lessons in leadership from dumbasses. The stupidity is just unbelievable, and I've been told I can't handle stupid. Anyway, my boss is right. I can't handle stupid. Anyway, what Como did was is he refused to work with Donald Trump because he didn't like him, and instead of taking Donald Trump's offers of support for medical equipment and medical personnel, including the ships that came in that were completely for medical beds for COVID, he got on his pride trip, and instead of keeping the nursing home patients in the hospital until they were COVID-free, he took those sick COVID patients sent them back to the nursing home, and then it spread like wildfire. However, the Florida guy, what's his name? Uh, Diasante. Diasante did it right. The people that were in the nursing facility that contracted COVID went to the hospital. They stayed in the hospital from 10 to 21 days to ensure that they were COVID-free before they sent them back to the nursing facility. Again, it is nothing against the staff that work in a nursing facility, but when you're trying to take care of 50-plus people down a hall and there's 250 people in a nursing facility, viruses are going to run rampant. They just do. It's impossible to not Okay, so Como let all this virus back into a nursing facility, whereas the Florida guy made sure that they were COVID-free before they returned to the nursing facility. You can't stop your neighbor from one side of the hall going to visit your neighbor from the other side of the hall. These people are lonely. Most of their families just dump them in a nursing home and leave them. Now, there are some wonderful families that actually give a crap, and they're there all the time. But you got a majority of people that will dump their loved ones in a nursing home and just walk away. So they need some kind of interaction. So, of course, they don't care about a virus. They're old. They're lonely. They could care less, so they spread it. So, I'm sorry. Como needs to be shot a single bullet in a spot that's not going to kill him for every person that he killed. And I'm sorry, he should be brought up on mass murder charges. But, you know, The View thinks he's wonderful. Pelosi thought he was great. Going to give him $15 billion in federal aid just three days ago. And Biden says he is a person we need to learn leadership skills from. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow, well, I'm done. Keep keep in mind that uh, New York is in dire financial trouble. Because Como has made a series of bad decision after bad decisions after bad decisions. During, during I think, the first two and a half months of that outbreak, 
or three months, he implemented something and it started shutting down businesses. They started shutting everything down. But you know why Como is just freaking out about the money, okay? It's the same reason why he killed a bunch of nursing home people, people that live in nursing homes. Because people who live at nursing homes, our government takes their money. They work all their lives, and once they are placed in a nursing home, you lose all your assets. So they end up on Medicaid and Medicare. Medicaid and Medicare doesn't pay for hospitals. They pay a fraction of the cost of what it costs to be on a ventilator. So to save himself some money, greedy son of a biscuit, he threw him back in the nursing facilities because he wasn't making any money, and the hospitals weren't making any money, but yet he wants $15 billion. Well, really? Re- remember that uh, in a previous episode, Como was nominated for Porker of the Year. He got nominated for Porker of the Month, and then he got it for Porker of the Year because of his bad business policies and spendings for the COVID money that was given to him. But what I'm trying to say is that money, Pelosi's trying to bail him out. And I I love everybody in this country. I do. But Como made a bunch of bad decisions, and that shouldn't happen. And if it hap- if that would have been Pete Ricketts doing the same thing here, I'd say the same thing here. You know, we got it. we're just going to have to lick our wounds and go with it. I'm sorry. If you can't see that these people are corrupt and laying in bed with each other, you guys are blind. Like and if- you do want socialism. And this thing is, like I said, it's just slowly, slowly all coming together. Everything that we talked about over the past couple weeks is still making a circle. The only thing is, is this circle is just getting more and more vicious. Right. And Pelosi, all she wants to do is cover it up by throwing fit like a two-year-old. If this is a personal vendetta, she need to get off of her personal vendetta. You know, honestly, she's too freaking old and needs to retire and keep her goddamn mouth shut. She just wants to cover up. She's pissed because she has created bad things and she doesn't want to get busted. But when she doesn't get her way, she throws a fit like a two-year-old. She calling senators cowards. I'm sorry. I wouldn't put up with that shit. She's a coward. Yeah, she's a coward because she hides behind bad things like Como. Anyway, if we're okay with killing our generation of older people, um, we shouldn't have America anymore. Because you know what? You ain't got no respect. You know, these these younger kids, they have no respect. They have no idea what it means to respect people. And if if you want to kill off older people, we're doing it. Because no one can go in a nursing home and hug a person. No one from the nursing home can leave. Okay, hello, uh, are we in concentration camps? We will be soon. Well, I'm telling you now. I am telling you for fact, and I don't care what doctor yells at me that I'm full of crap because they don't work in a nursing home. They just go for rounds. When you deprive older people of human interaction, you will kill them faster than any disease will. Did anybody tell you that this is her pet peeve? Yeah. Don't you be screwing with old people. You need to respect them. Like I said, if you're... A liberal or a Democrat, and you've managed to stay along this far and listen, 
You can look online, find all this information, and look for yourself. And I look up the information that the Democrats like, like CNN, ABC, CBS, The MS, View, MSNBC. all those people I don't like. Um, so that they can't play that I'm not being factual because it's their representative news sources. So, And if, like I said, if you're a liberal or a Democrat and you're allowing this to happen and you're not saying anything, I'm sorry. You're just as guilty. You're part of the problem. You're not speaking up. You should be speaking up. We speak up against our own party. And if you don't believe us, ask what happened to Liz Cheney over in Wyoming. She got censured. Ask what happened to the representative down in Louisiana after he voted to impeach Trump, after Trump was already out of office. He is censured. Ben Sass is in the process right now in Nebraska of being censured. I think there's only like one or two votes left in two different districts. Lincoln, Lincoln already voted unanimously to censure him. And essentially, censuring doesn't do anything for the people. But what it tells Congress and the Senate, it tells them, hey, these individuals do not represent the states that they were elected by, which means they will be kicked off every committee that they are on. Right, but and to overshadow the censures of those people, what's Pelosi doing? She's calling out any Republican that supported Trump and trying to get them impeached, which is ridiculous. God, get over it, woman. Retire already. No Screw that old psycho. Screw her. What? She won't have to live in a nursing home. She ain't, She's going to live in a bottle of vodka is what we've, she's going to be living in. We've paid her enough that she won't live in a nursing home. She ain't going to be able to live it, live it all. She's, she's, about, she's got one foot in the freaking grave, and she's going to stagger her way in there. This one went a little bit long, but that's okay. We're in our 10th episode. Oh, we got to give away stuff. Oh, she wants to give away some stuff. So, we got, yeah, we got two books. And... This. So, we give it away since it's the 10th episode. We have two books of the 5,000 Year Leap to give away and a t-shirt to give away that's a size, what, 2X? Yeah. So, how do you want to give them away? Well, I don't care. You pick. If you want to look at what the t-shirt says, it's there's a description of it on the website. Uh, the books are The Miracles That Change the World, 5,000 Year Leap. They are very informative books about the U.S. Constitution. They will tell you information that you will not find anywhere else, I can promise you. So, can you tell how many people have watched the yeah. watched the podcast? Can you tell who is the fourth person to listen to it? Damn. I can't. Uh, so, how are we going to give these away? So, here's how we, here's how we do this. You have my number up on the website. If you hear this podcast, you text me as soon as you know that, or as soon as you heard the podcast. And what we will do is that the what, first three peoples, the first three people that text me will. So will, the first two will get book, and the last person will get the T-shirt. Or if you want to have the first one make a decision, which one they want. Okay, the first person gets to decide what they want, so text Tom what you want, the book or the t-shirt. It's a size 2X and it's black. And then the other two will get the other ones. And my number is 402-314-5472. Good luck! And it's also on the website, so we will pay for the postage and handling. All you got to do is participate and give us the address. 
My name is Tom. I'm Tammy. We'll talk to you later, and good luck on the giveaway that we have got going. Hope so. Hope to hear from all of you. Have a good one.